From the banks of Dewey Lake, it's the Dewey Pod Monster. All right, welcome back. My name is John, and this is the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast. This is the original podcast about consumption. And we have another wonderful episode for you this week. With me this week is the host of the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast, and his name is Sean. Sean, how are you doing today? Oh, you know me, just throwing sticks up in the air and making them into UFOs. That's what I'm doing. How about you? Is that how it happens? You probably heard another voice there, too. That's because we have a very honored guest this week. With us this week is the host of the Let's Talk Horror podcast. His name is BP, and I'm going to let him go and let you know about him, his show, and then we'll get going on our normal shtick here. BP, how are you doing today? Living the dream. Yeah, that's how, That's what we do, isn't it? Live the dream. I like it. So Nightmares are dreams, no. too. <laughs> it's true. It's so also true. true. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you for. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be on it. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And I had a, a blast being a guest on your show. And who knows, maybe we'll get Sean to wake up early and do a show for you too. One of that these days. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? It would be. But before we dwell too far, let's get into the normal stuff. We always start the show by talking about some of the stuff we've been watching this week. And don't want to put you on the spot, BP, but you're our guest, so I'm going to ask you to lead us off by putting you on the spot. Have you had anything you've been watching over the last week outside of our topic here that's worth talking about? Well, I normally, because uh, when I watch a show, because obviously I do watch the show and listen, that's how you know mad I am. But I, <laughs> but I, um, you you talk about TV a lot, so I and I never watch TV because I never have any time. So it's pretty much all films. So everything that I've been watching at the moment is all literally been the films that I need to watch because of guest spots like like this one and tomorrow and for the mm-hmm. rest of the, my life. And then anything for my show as well. And then, so I have no time for TV, but randomly, I don't know why, I've recently been watching loads of Royal Rumbles on YouTube and I have no fucking idea why. Just my daughter's because got Because they're amazing, with, that's why. Well, yeah, we, we watched 1992 <laughs> Royal Rumble, the whole thing, like two days ago. And my daughter's sitting there going like, if Rowdy Roddy Piper gets out, she's going to fucking throw a fit. And he did, and she threw a fit. She went fucking <laughs> batshit. So... <laughs> See now, now when she's a little bit older, yeah, you can watch the 1992 Royal Rumble with Rowdy Roddy Piper, and then you compare it with Hell Comes to Frogtown and see how she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, she she's a big Rowdy Roddy Piper fan. So is my partner as well because they live is like one of her favorite films ever. So we've been watching Royal Rumbles. It's really random. Um, and then for some reason, I've watched every single Logan Paul match that's happened because somehow he's a ridiculously good wrestler, and I don't fucking get it because the guy's a doucher. And some, <laughs> and then somehow he's like one of the best wrestlers I've seen for like years. Like it's insane. So I, I don't know why I've been getting into wrestling. I blame my daughter. But other than that, yeah, it's literally movies like the one we're going to talk about. I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is the fucking best film of the year. I loved it. It was amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure like Michael, Michelangelo is literally the reason why all I do is eat pizza and skateboard and think I'm the coolest fuck in the world because of that term. I don't see a problem with that. No, no. So yeah, so pretty much movies and more movies and, and prep. I, I have a question on the Royal Rumble piece. Yeah. I, that's still an event now, right? Yeah. Do they still do the the Royal Rumble like the 20? Yeah, they do, don't they? They still have the 20 man or the 40 man or whatever it is still coming Yeah, out. it's like I think it's still 30 man Royal Rumble, yeah. That shows I don't watch. I don't like we talk about wrestling a lot, but I try not to watch. We have a whole segment we call yeah. Wrestlers Corner, which <laughs> well, randomly I, appears I mean, on the I, show. I grew up watching like Hogan, Warrior, Macho Man. So so and with my granddad and that. So we watched it all the time. 
And then once I started getting into my teens, that's when we had like the Attitude Era and everything and everybody was smashing each other over the face with chairs and it was amazing. And then you try it at home and then you end up in hospital, which is literally why I've got a scar on my head. And uh, <laughs> but, but now everything <laughs> is, you know, it's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's entertainment now, isn't it, rather than anything else. So it's quite cool to see someone uh, like Logan Paul is doing things that you sort of haven't seen for ages, but the rest is mostly shit. I, I liked it a lot in that, you know, attitude era. And before I watched, I was more of a WCW guy during the attitude era, but like I watched the, we, I talked about it, but I watched WrestleMania this year and I don't know what it is, but you can hear the call outs that the wrestlers do to each other. Yeah, you can tell yeah. that the ref is like in on it, you know, whereas before it was so much more subtle that may, and maybe even watching matches, as an adult that are that from that time period, they just feel different. Like I thought maybe I was just a dumb kid and I didn't realize <laughs> that they were talking to each other, but you couldn't really hear it. And now who's the guy that dresses up like the demon? Finn Balor. Is that the guy? Yeah. He got his head cracked open by edge in WrestleMania and they like stopped the match <laughs> and they wouldn't like attitude era when they're smashing each other with kendo sticks and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. They would never like Mick Foley. They gave him three seconds as his tooth hanging yeah. out of his mouth to like, or out of his nose, sorry, to actually do anything. But now it's like, they, and he's so hot. Well, that's it. I mean, I showed right. that full match to my daughter the other day just to show all sort of what it was like. And she was just sitting there like, is he, how's he not dead? And that's right. the thing, but you're right. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like now there's so many, like these safety precautions in it that as soon as they're like, no, I've just got a graze on my finger. They're like, get him out, close down the show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dropping a wrestler <laughs> on his head from, uh, from the rafters. Yeah. Had something to do with that. I don't know. The good old days where no one gave a fuck. Right. They were the good old days. Sean, what have you been watching this week? Well, I guess we'll stick with the wrestler corner. I watched the latest Dark Side of the Ring, which was The World According to Marty Jannetty, which if you don't know at home, he was one of the, he was Shawn Michaels' partner in the Rockers. He, I don't know, it's a wild, it's a wild episode. Like where I said last week where the Bash of the Beach should have been a two-parter. This one was a perfect hour or 40 minute or whatever episode where marty Janetti is just off the rails he's his friend with uh seaweed teeth basically tells that he's a compulsive liar you can't you can't believe anything he says and it's there's a grain of but there is a grain of truth you know to everything he says so that was a really good episode i started i so because i'm like this dark side of the x junkie right now i discovered that vice has a series called dark side of the 2000s which they had a 90s and now they have a 2000s which is i saw that just got added on a certain television service and yeah. um i almost i started a different thing but i i thought about getting into that well it's it's narrated by mark mcgrath so if you love yourself some sugar a <laughs> you'll love yourself some some uh, dark side of the 2000s but so i watched the first two episodes the first one was about John and Kate plus eight, like the whole dark side of John and Kate plus eight. And they actually talked to John Gosselin, who is the John of John and Kate plus eight. If you're not familiar with the show, again, it's like a show about parents and their eight kids. About a guy who didn't learn how to pull out. No, they had uh, <laughs> fertility, fertility treatments. And they, yeah. they, but they gambled, they rolled the dice too many times, I think. <laughs> and then uh, the second episode was about TRL, the MTV Total Request Live. It, they basically how it, influence pop culture it wasn't really dark but the thing that the thing that's funny is it's the 2000s and the show started in 98 trl started in 98 they kind of go into the origins and then they go into the the future or not the future but the 2000s part of it and all the vjs all the people that were on the show i have no idea 
who any of them were <laughs> like the, I didn't recognize a single one because I didn't watch MTV much after at least not TRL after 2000. Hmm. But yeah, that's you about anything it. else you want to add with it. That's no, about it. I feel like I watch something else, but it's not important. <laughs> well, most of what I watch isn't that important. One thing I watched that I did think was important, at least it's important to me because I'm super interested in it, is I watched this fan BP's interview with john iceberg for final summer that. which was really cool thank you for watching it by the way thank you probably the only one. Oh, thank you for thank you for doing it it was I, so i i have no like prior knowledge of john iceberg iceberg i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right uh, or iceberg iceberg okay so i have no prior knowledge of him or his works but i think i've talked to both of you in this room about final summer probably more than either of you care to hear because it looks cool and i like 80s camp splashers so when you told me you were going to be interviewing him I, I kind of lost my shit a little <laughs> bit but i thought it was really great sean did you get a chance to watch that i watched the interview about half of it and then my my uh internet went out last night oh so no <laughs> i just i just went to bed well as long as it was all right this is why i didn't watch anything last night no it was great and anyone who's listening to this strongly recommend checking it out and we'll we'll include a link for it in our um show oh, notes you. for that so you can because as usual you you know that i think everything i do is a pile of shit so I'm convinced that everything I bring out is awful. So it's always a nice when people actually watch it or listen to it and go, that was all right. Because I'm like, oh, I've done, I did all right. For a guy who likes horror movies and stuff like that, it, it was exactly the kind of interview that I want to see. And you guys kind of went on a little bit of a tangent about more like behind the scenes yeah, yeah. nerd stuff, but that's fine. Like it, it went to the... Um, genuineness of the interview like i said i had a good time with it i followed that up by watching joe's apartment again because apparently i need to watch a movie about cockroaches so. i love that film i love it why not it, well and why not this is exactly it i do like that it has the band madball on the soundtrack because that they, they're kind of like one of the best bands to come out of new york and no one talks about them but it's a dumb movie but it's it's moderately entertaining mtv at their best pretty much <laughs> And it is very like it, it's very much so like you watch it and it just oozes like early 90s MTV. I don't know if charm is the right word, but I don't know what else to call it. Like the bad guys are so like they're out of you mentioned Ninja Turtles. They're like bad guys out of the Ninja Turtles like cartoon from the late 80s. Well, where everyone was like from New York. Yeah, yeah, and they all like for some reason always are grinding their teeth and like grunting at the same time. And there's and, always ow, like a bigger one in heads. like a leather jacket, like with a sandwich. Yep. What you doing here? Bingo, <laughs> nailed it. And then past that, the only other thing I really watched that I was going to talk about today is a recommendation from you, Sean. That I started watching Winning Time. Um, oh, I went nice. back to season one, which I don't know. BB, I know you like basketball, BP. Are you familiar with this show? I'm not, no, and hence why I've got that on from bar. But yeah, so I, <laughs> I play a lot of basketball. I'm a big basketball fan. So I, I, that's something I definitely want to check out because um, I need to learn some stuff because the other day I ended up playing a match with like a 16-year-old kid and I'm fucking nearly 40. So that, that fucking killed me. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think this is going to teach you anything about that unless you want to learn how to bang random women's in the back of cars, at least where I'm at in the show so far. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad skill to learn either. That's the life. No, that's living well, the life, isn't it? Playing basketball and banging women in the back of a car. Pretty much. There's not a lot of basketball in it so far where I'm at with it. It's all been off season stuff. So it's been, I mean, it's almost like the first three episodes. I'm on, I'll be starting episode four whenever I pick it back up. One, this show so far primarily centers around John C. Rye, who was playing Jerry Buss. Is that his name? I yep. think. Dr. Jerry Buss. 
Yeah, so it focuses around him and Magic Johnson primarily so far. Locally here, Magic Johnson went to college here. He went to the school that I'm a fan of. My dad, like, idolized him, so I'm very, very, very familiar with Magic Johnson. And I'm thoroughly impressed with the kid that they got to play Magic Johnson because he looks... I mean, I'm sure there's some makeup involved with it, but he looks a lot like a young Magic Johnson, which is really impressive. I think that's just what... I don't think there's any anything any i don't think besides maybe wigs i don't think there's anything going on with anybody and they all look remarkably similar to the characters is this the the people i guess is it the program that's done by adam mckay or something is it uh the guy i believe it is uh, yeah uh, i remember hearing that that's the reason why will ferrell and him have fallen out because will ferrell really wanted the the john c Riley part and then adam mckay went with john c Riley, and then they don't talk anymore with all due respect to will ferrell I, I am hard-pressed to find a role that John C. Riley has played that, one, I haven't loved, and two, that I could imagine someone else playing it. Like, for a guy who's not normally in the kind of movies that I want to watch, he is one of the... He's just... He's great. Like, I can't think of anything I've ever seen him in that I haven't loved. And he is fantastic in this. And I, I really love the movie Dewey Cox, and it's kind of transcended every role that he's had since then. And even this, he has moments where he's like, well, I don't care. I'll spend whatever I got to spend to make a winner. I'm like, okay, so he's pulling a little bit of yeah. that Dewey Coxness out of there to a bit shake and do bite. this show. Yeah. <laughs> but they just started season two, like last week or something like that. And I, you had mentioned it last year when it was on and you know, life is something, something just blows by and all of a sudden you're a season behind and whatever. And I don't know how factually accurate it is. I feel like there's probably quite a few liberties being taken, but I'm, I've been entertained with it three episodes in. Yeah, I forgot to mention that I did start the new season, but I, I guess what, guys? I started the new season. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how factually accurate, accurate it is, but I think it's it's probably stretched, embellished a, a, oh, I would, a tiny I bit. I think. Yeah. Oh, and I do like, I'm assuming he looks more like him by the end of the season, but how they're portraying Pat Riley at this point so far, I fucking love. Like, he looks like he weighs about... 70 pounds wet and i've already seen him attack himself with the chainsaw so that's kind of <laughs> interesting so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to kind of getting through that and kind of catching up to where you're at with it sean and i don't know maybe we do a whole episode on that or something because it's easy enough to get into and i like period pieces like that that i don't know it's it's obviously not like a, a horror movie in any sense but it's definitely hitting a genre that i find interesting so yeah you got anything else we want to hit on before we get into the uh excrement that is this uh topic what was the word you just used? <laughs> excrement? excrement. Excrement. I like okay. it. That's the sequel, isn't it? I think that's the sequel. I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I watched was a film called Arizona with Danny McBride, which was amazing. That's worth a watch if you haven't. It was fantastic. I don't know that one. What's that one about? Yeah, it's basically it was it's basically it's made recently, but it's set during this the mortgage crisis. I think it was, and um, basically there. You follow a female with a daughter and she's like, an, well, over here they're called estate agents, but you know what I mean? Like people that sell houses and stuff like that. And Danny McBride lives in one of these houses. Seth Rogen owns this company and I don't want to give too much away, but basically it turns into Danny McBride may or may not do something to Seth Rogen. They're trying to cover it up and loads of other shit happens without within it. And it gets sort of darker and darker progressively through it. But Danny McBride's fantastic in it because he's, the usual Danny McBride, but there's more to him in this one is more of a, you know, a darker side where it's, you know, there's more of his, you know, he's flexing his 
you know, sort of acting muscles a little bit more than he normally does. And I'm a big Danny McBride fan anyway. So Arizona is one of those films. So like Pineapple Express, but with mortgages. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really fun. The script's great. You know, it's not too long. It's it's just one of those films that's really fun and it's quite unpredictable as well. So I always recommend that one, Arizona, because no one seems to have seen it apart from me. I haven't seen it, but I do like mostly like Danny McBride, so I'd give it a try. I'm not someone who hates him because he ruined an alien movie and a uh, arguably, debatably a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he ruined them. I blame the other guy. All right. Yeah, I don't think they're ruined, but that's a whole... We're not going to yeah. even start that conversation. No, don't do it. That's another episode. Yeah, that's. we'd have to be here all afternoon to do that. So let's talk about this movie. So before I even say the name of the title, I'm going to read our, our third-party review because I might not agree with it, but I feel like this also kind of tells you what you're getting into. It's an anonymous review. It has half a star out of five <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. And it says, it must be a English fellow that wrote it because he says, cult film my arse. It's shit. The stupidity and unpleasantries doesn't hide the total lack of suspense or enjoyment. The direction is ugly. The acting flat, the child tedious, the exploitation is nasty, and the whole film is incomprehensible. A vile film with nothing to say. I think I wrote that. It sounds like something that we would watch. I think that was me. Sounds perfect. Did you? <laughs> so if you couldn't tell from that, intro or that review whatever that was we're going to be talking about the 1982 horror sci-fi alien something film fest that made it swiss yeah fuck fest <laughs> made it all the way to the video nasties list we're doing a video nasties movie in honor of our guests from the uk we're doing the film extra sean tell us the plot and the synopsis of this movie all right i am going to tell both the plot and the synopsis because this this uh whatever the top the the plot i guess is you need to know something before you read this and expect somebody to be like to, they're gonna watch the movie and they're gonna get sold a bad bill of goods so here we go <laughs> an alien creature impregnates a woman who gives birth to a man who was abducted by aliens three years ago <laughs> the man reconnects with his wife and son for a sinister purpose and so the storyline by seemingly like normal third member of this podcast, Ed Sutton, care of E Sutton at Mindspring.com. He does pop up a lot, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He watches the same bullshit we watch. Tony's father, Sam, is abducted by aliens. Three years later, he returns to Earth and seeks his wife and son, but she's already living with someone else. After an awkward reunion, Sam's wife recognizes he's not the same as he was when he left, and Sam starts to affect Tony in frightening ways. Tony is not explained here, but that's the son. That's the kid, the tedious child. <laughs> he is tedious. Oh, absolutely. I think that's my favorite part of that review is that they call the child Fucking tedious. Like, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many words that we've used to describe children in movies, but tedious is what, one of my favorite adjectives I've heard for that in quite a while. John so, holds this kid. How old is this kid? Yeah. 37. 37. So. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he could be. He's got method. I'd guess he, in, on this answer, he's probably like between five and seven, that area. I mean, he's oh as annoying as fucking he. He's annoying. Typical he annoying, annoying English person. <laughs> well, he doesn't seem like he ages all that much in the three years that his father is gone after getting abducted. He looks about the same size when he gets picked up by the aliens at the beginning of the movie as he does when he comes back three years later. So 37 might be accurate. Yeah, well, everybody knows that in the UK, you start. He's actually 10. 10. He's 10. He's 10. Okay. 
So if he started smoking at six, this He's all done it, it's gross. adds up. BP, do you want to kick us off? Want to tell us some things about this movie, what you like, or do you want to start on hating on it or whatever you want to do? Like, feel free to lead us off however you want to go. I mean, I suppose it's one of those things that is it's basically the message of the film, isn't it? It's saying, don't let your kids walk in on you having sex because bad things will happen. <laughs> and if that does happen, you're going to end well, up alone with some alien babies. <laughs> I know. I grew up as a child in the 80s and the 90s. Unfortunately, I walked in on that more than I wanted to admit to. <laughs> so it, I haven't seen an alien yet. <laughs> There's one around somewhere. Maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe maybe it's I am you. the alien. I don't know. So <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's fucked up, isn't it? This film. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's fucked up. All right, episode over. E- episode over. It's just, I mean, look, it's, um, it starts off weird. You don't really know what to make of it. The dad, you don't, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen to him. You're like, it's just basically a big light. That's basically all it is. He gets swept away by these aliens. And then, um, and then the rest of the film happens where it just like, it's like a, everything just doesn't make any fucking sense. I kind of feel like this movie is, a microcosm and this happened a lot in like more in the 80s than any other decade it feels like a movie where they just someone did a bunch of drugs and said i have all these ideas i don't really know how to stream together but i'm gonna go shoot it anyway and we'll see what happens and this is kind of the end result because i feel like pretty much every single fucking thing that happens in this movie from the credit like card at the beginning all the way to the end it's there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie, but tying it all together is a chore at best. Th- this movie's an hour and 22 minutes long, and it feels like it's at least twice as long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it feels longer. It's like a Coke <laughs> dream. It's like a Coke dream if of like if Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 made a movie while he's off his fake on Coke. This is the movie. Yeah, probably. But yeah, back in the dad time. throws a stick in the air and it turns into a What's bright white light and it takes him away. But it inverts everything. And it also happens at like three in the afternoon. And as soon as all the lights go out or the it gets dark outside, it's the lights are instantly on in the house. I'm like, this predates like sensors and stuff like that, right? Well, like, it's supposed to show you that it's so bright that everything else is dark. Oh, so it's lighting up the inside of the it's house. It's like silhouette. It it's like a reverse silhouette. That's my guess. I thought it was just a kind of nudity error. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking bit like, what's the clown shit? Like the little, the little clown person. What's that about? I don't get it. Oh, I'm sure we'll like, get to that. I'm so confused by this <laughs> whole movie. You're expecting us like, to tell you? I, like, oh, I started watching this film. I was like, okay. And then, but you don't know where it's going to go. And I don't think they knew where it was going to go. And I, the more I was watching it, the more I was getting confused as to what the shit um is happening. It's it's fucking weird. <laughs> Sean, can you tie this story together for us? Why do I have to be the the explainer? I didn't make this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, I remember back in the day, this cover, the VHS cover for this, is one of the f- very first that I can remember back in the rental store days, seeing it on the shelf, seeing the gross looking alien thing and the kid in front of it and like oh he's gonna grow up he wants to be just like his dad or whatever and i was like okay i gotta see this movie (laughs) so this is not my first go around with this movie but yeah i mean no i i can't explain it i mean i think it makes sense some of it but yeah like like bp said it's just it's just fucking weird like it is it is a weird fever dream of a movie that just goes on like you it's one of those nightmares that you can't like wake up from because it just it just goes on and on and on and it's super short like i said an hour and 22 that's like right where we want to be watching stuff but 
feels like 244 at least. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. <laughs> no. So I, I also had seen this before, kind of similar thing. Like I saw the weird cover and if I remember the, the cover that I saw was one of the ones that was kind of riffing on E.T. Something like not all extra testicles are nice or something like that. That's the sequel. Yes. But I did the same thing. I saw it. I was like, well, this looks fucking weird and kind of grabbed it and brought it home. And, and it is. <laughs> it is weird. And I don't remember leaving, not leaving, but coming away from the movie initially feeling like, well, I need to watch that again or I'm going to rent that again. <laughs> so and that kind of explains why it's been over like 20 years since I've seen this and probably why it will be over 20 years before I see this again, unless I don't know, someone else asked me to go talk about it on one of their shows. But I mean, I won't see this until I'm a ghost. <laughs> I hope I don't see it till I'm a ghost. But this is 100 percent a movie like I watched this earlier this week and then immediately was like, all right, I hate that I'm doing this, but I'm going to go get on YouTube now and have someone who's smarter and or nerdier than me explain what the fuck I just watched, because I really don't feel like watching this movie again. So and there's enough people that do that. That's like, OK, your interpretation kind of makes sense and is kind of tying the story together. Like, I'll buy that. I don't know that that's what the intention was of the original filmmaker, but I, that's kind of what we got. These fucking nerds are just looking too much into it. At least we got two really attractive women that we can watch. I was just about to say that. For most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. got a beautiful French lady. I think she was French. I could be making that up. Sitting around, cross-legged. Miriam Diabo or something. something like that? Yeah, she's... I think that's her name. She's English, but yeah, she plays a French. Less sexy lady. Lady. <laughs> Which is French. <laughs> that works. But she's just purely in there for that, though, isn't she? She's not in there for any other reason than to get them out and then go, yeah, boys. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I don't think anything is in this movie for any other reason than to be there for that one scene. Like, this entire movie, like, you know you see this weird like acid trip of a dream where it's like the kid is pissed off that his snake is killed by a woman so he dreams about or thinks about a clown and a fucking toy soldier coming to life and the toy soldier like which might be the creepiest thing of this whole movie is that toy soldier that comes to life and starts marching around the house like in a vacuum if you showed me a picture of it it just looks stupid and you just kind of want to punch the guy in the face through his little like four dollar plastic mask but it almost plays like I don't know. This goes back to what I, I, I said to one or both of you. I was like, I'm so glad I was sober when I watched this movie this time. Like I didn't drink or like smoke anything beforehand, because if I was in the wrong state of mind, I could see myself being very fucking annoyed that I was watching this. And very. I wish confused. I was the opposite. I wish I was off my face. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that might help. It also might make it worse. Let me back it up a second. So Sam is the dad. Sam gets abducted by aliens, like we said at the beginning of the movie, or something. We're assuming it's an alien. Tony's the kid. Sam comes back after three years, and he basically is this, like, crab-walking <laughs> alien with a face on the back of his head, which I was kind of impressed by that, Looks to be honest. Oh, there was a period when Reddit was in its infancy that people thought that was an actual photo. Like, yeah, like, it went, I don't know if viral was the right word, but I saw people saying, like, I saw it being positioned as an actual like real alien photo and then like at that point one percent of the population it's not a real photo that's fucking percent so he finds a lady in a house and he impregnates her i don't know if he's pumping in the mouth or pumping down below or pumping both pumping may be the most appropriate word i guess and she <laughs> gestates this alien child for about uh, I don't know, a couple hours, and a full-grown man, a.k.a. Sam, 
the dad, is born, birthed from this woman, and he goes back to try and find his kid. And the story of him not knowing, like, if my, if I was this woman, if I was Bernice Steger's, and my husband came back after three years after disappearing out of nowhere and just claimed he didn't remember anything until today, I'd be like, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. And I don't know. These people are like, they're just so trusting. He says he doesn't know. There's a picture in his pocket with a shit of some of woman and a bunch of money. But he doesn't he doesn't know. He claims he doesn't know. I, I believe him. I don't know about you, B, but I believe him. <laughs> That's some half-baked shit right there. <laughs> I do like how he goes driving around with the corpse on the car for a while, though. That's kind <laughs> The of whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, eh. I like that she's not only laying there looking very dead, but when he stops, she'll, you know, like a dead body would, kind of throw forward and hit the dashboard and he'll push her back and go on about whatever he's doing. And no one ever questions this. No one ever walks by and says, there's a corpse in that car. Normal life of London. <laughs> And as an alien, he somehow gets telekinesis or something, and he passes it eventually onto the kid. So the kid can manifest these things in his mind, and that's shit that pisses him off. He just takes care of with toy soldiers or panthers out of nowhere with one fang. <laughs> weird shit. Clowns. Little people clowns, I guess. Little little people clowns. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I suppose, I mean, I feel really, I well, I don't feel bad at all talking shit on this film because it's shit, but I feel... <laughs> that I need to say something nice about it. I mean, I suppose the saving graces for me is personally, one, the guy that plays the dad has probably like some, you know, the most beautiful hair I've seen in cinema for a quite a while. He's actually not too bad as a performance in it. Pretty much everybody else is shit, but the guy that plays the dad is pretty good. <laughs> the, what, the, the, what, the wife reminds me of a less bitchy version of the woman from Hellraiser. I don't okay. know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not too sure. It's a thing. So. Yeah, but it's a thing. But the guy that plays her boyfriend, he's just a straight up dick. I just want to punch him in the <laughs> face every time. And he has that line where it's just like, oh, I look British, but I'm American. It's like, and I'm like, no, you just look like a fucking bozo. Get out of here. Look British, think Yiddish. Is that is is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dress yeah, British, like think that. Yiddish. Is that a thing that you guys say? Yeah, over there? I think never heard it in my life, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be you know we make up we make up words all the time but i suppose the biggest saving grace for me for the film was um the the effect in it you know some of it doesn't look awful some of it actually is quite good and i think that's probably one of the reasons why anyone may potentially go back to this film is to go you know this came out of you know the 80s and at that time you know the 80s was flourishing in regards to what we could do for horror movies or movies in general with these practical effects. Did they do it amazingly? No, but they did it enough for you to go, well, that's, that's, that's all right. You know, that they did that. Okay. But then it moves back into, you know, like what happens in the movie and you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm lost again. See, I feel like this movie's biggest strength is also his biggest weakness. And really the reason why anyone should watch this is because it's just fucking weird. It's out there and it's weird, <laughs> but it's not necessarily like, there's movies that are weird that are real, like arguably Slither is a weird movie, but it's also a really good movie. It's well acted, it's yeah. well performed, and as weird as some of the concepts are in that movie, it makes sense and tells a cohesive story. This is just fucking weird. Like, there's if there's a story here, like I think it's hard to get excited about a movie where I have to ha like watch it and then have someone else explain what the fuck I just watched to me to make sense of it, and that's watching it without being 
drugged in any way. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a drawback. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of ideas in this movie. I just, I don't know how many of them are good because they were an idea and you had managed to execute it or were just good. But like, why the hell did you put this in this movie at this point? I think overall, I mean, I, I feel like the story is honestly, now don't, don't crucify me for this, but I think it, the story no. is or the idea of the story is fairly straightforward. The guy leaves, he comes back, he wants to see his kid. There's the struggle between the boyfriend and the husband, the husband being the dad who's been gone forever. And at the end, he wants, he takes his kid away. He, we're not going to say how he takes him away, but he takes the kid away. Now, how that's all connected? Definitely weird. Yeah. Definitely not super coherent. But I feel like this, the story or the main plot is like, fairly straightforward but yeah how we get there why this happens why that happens why they do this why you know? there's little clown midgets yeah like the little weird elements that the drug-induced elements that come in are just like okay sure <laughs> if you say so why not <laughs> if you say so yeah that's it and it doesn't even thing. end nicely like it's a fucking bat like is in like everyone's fuck i love the the actual like the last scene yeah, I that's my favorite thing about movies like this is just how off the wall nutty just they don't give you, you know, this if we know that there have been sequels made now, but the sequel seek the, the second one, it's, it's Jan Michael Vincent's in it. OK, that enough said from 1991, almost 10 years later. But there was no thought to making a sequel to this. They just I mean, you, did it. You it blow my mind because I had no idea there was a fucking sequel. There's, there's two. There's actually there's at least two other. They're extras. still talking about know, making a fourth. fourth. I don't know if they made what it. What they, they were talking about drugs? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of them. Jesus Christ! I actually had no idea. So they've got to be even shitter. Probably. So. I think this is the high water mark for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying although, maybe although not Jan much. Michael I don't Vincent, know. Jan Michael Vincent might be saving it. <laughs> so we mentioned. Briefly at the beginning of this, that this movie made its way to the video nasties list. And that's something that Sean and I can't really speak on because it was never a thing here. But it's something I kind of wanted to touch on with you because you would have had to deal with that bullshit. How did that affect you being able to see the movie? Does it make any real difference or is it kind of like like now there's a lot of things that they say, like you should never you wouldn't download a car, would you? But everyone's got like a million movies downloaded on a million things. And, you know, it's the reality of what it is. (laughs) Did that make a diff- like did that make this something more that like desirable in the sense that you wanted to seek it out or like have any effect on it? Yeah, so I mean, it sort of did. My time, I think it was just a little bit before my time in regards to growing up. The, the video nasty stuff obviously happened, you know, but I was still quite young. So I was in the 85, so I was, you know, in the 80s and then a lot of everything I watched was in the 90s and then went back to the 80s and so on but i always i do remember like walking into a blockbuster and there were certain things that you couldn't get or they would actually have a lot of stuff saying coming soon even though they knew they weren't getting it because it was banned like the evil dead for example like the evil dead was banned over here for a long time and funnily enough it ended up being like the second horror film i ever saw because they had just, I remember they had just managed to release it on VHS. And so there were certain things and there was definitely 100% in my local blockbuster, there was definitely 100%, you know, the guy was holding out behind the counter of things that you definitely should probably not see or something like that, you know. But yeah, so it wasn't, we just, it didn't really affect me so much. 
but I, but there was definitely something happening where they were like, there were certain things. And obviously like over here as well, certificates are a huge thing. So it's like, if you are not this age, you cannot see it. So I would go into a shop and obviously everything would be an 18 certificate over here, which meant that you can't see it at all unless you're 18 or over. Is that really enforced there? Because that's a thing yeah, here. Huge, here it's 17, huge. but it's 17 here. But it's not when, that enforced. Yeah. I, I remember going to see Halloween. I think it was six when I was pretty young. And when I went to buy my ticket, they were like, they're like, how old are you? I'm like, 18. They're like, okay, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Here you go. You tried and you yeah. did it. Yeah, over here, everything is ridiculously fully enforced. Um, hmm. You know, like I can't, you know, I, I had to hide anything that I might be smoking, you know, when I was younger. Not that I gave a shit, which is why I was almost arrested every single time. But yeah, if you, if I walked <laughs> out my house now with, you know, with some weed or anything, I would be banged up. You know, I'd be put in prison. That's it. But it's the same with certificates as well. If it's a 15, I had to sneak it. I remember uh, Blair Witch Project was a 15 when it came out here. And I had to, I was 14 at the time. So I had to buy a ticket for something else and then sneak in to go and see it. And even then, like you were like sort of on the edge because you're like, I could get kicked out at any second and so on. But yeah, so it's really heavily enforced. So those films that I watched when I was a kid were purely because my mum had to go in and rent them for me. And the guy was like, are you, are these for you? And she's like, yeah, of course they are. Um, but they weren't, they were for me. <laughs> yeah. So that everything certificate wife is massively enforced over here. Uh, and it's bollocks. I hate it. Your mom got this big reputation at the video store for, man, this lady loves these, all these horror movies. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's rented all these things like, God, she, she loves the Texas chainsaw massacre. It's, yeah. Stuff like that. It was, um, it was funny, but. Was she going there and renting? I don't know, Evil Dead, Extra, and then like Pretty Woman for herself or something like that. Well, funny enough, she she loved the uh, the Rocky movies, so she oh. would go and like rent the Rocky movies, and then she would like bring back. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't even know, so she would just go in there and rent a horror for me to watch. So we would like end up watching, say, like Rocky Four, and then some horror film that I've never seen, and then then it would all sort of go from there. But yeah, she would just, you know, she was cool like that. You know, she was, she, she would just go in and, and rent stuff and no one really gave a shit. Well, they gave a shit, but she did. That's an interesting way to see it. Cause again, we, we, we have a rating system here, but I can't think of any movie that's, I can only think of one movie that's been banned in the last 30 years. And it's not a horror movie. It was that movie crash, which I think that was oh, more is that about the uh, James Spader Cronenberg? one. Um, I know it was called Crash. I know it got an NC-17 and then an X and then... That's probably Cronenberg. The other one is the one about the police officers. It's like a racially... The Brendan yeah, Fraser one. I don't think it's that. Yeah, is he in that? I yeah, I think Somebody. Crash is the one with like the massive ensemble and then you've got the Crash one that had like, I think it's Kevin Spader or where his name is, James Spader, sorry. Yeah, and, um, Holly Hunter. And they're having sex when she hasn't got a leg or something. I yeah, think that's it's about it. like amputee fetishes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. People get in car crashes and have sex afterwards. Yep, and, that's it. Yeah. Normal life. Normal yeah. life. As you do. Yesterday. <laughs> that's what I plan on doing this afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is kind of a weird movie because it, it's a hard one to talk about because, I mean, judging by how we started this conversation, Sean had to be the adult and interject and tell us what this movie was about. <laughs> I don't know how you talk about this movie without just Sorry. random. No, I'm glad you did because no, it, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you really talk about this movie without just randomly like spouting off all the random shit that happens in it. It's And even thinking back on it now, it's like, 
I remember X, Y, and Z happens in this movie, but I don't know if it happened in that order. It might have been Y, X, Z, or you know, whatever, as far as how it actually happened. So it's a hard one to talk about in any other sense than this is a fucked up movie, and that's kind of what you're going to take away from it. It's a lot of, remember that scene? Remember when that scene? This thing, yeah, I... Yeah, my, I do want to say my favorite, I thought it was the funniest part that we talked, you kind of alluded to it, John, I think a little bit earlier when the snake comes down and the lady, it lands in her salad, it's Tony's snake, and it lands in her salad and she finds it and she smashes it with a meat tenderizer. That <laughs> yeah. was just, and she gives it back to the the mom in a baggie, like in a little baggie all smushed up and, oh, here you go. Like, oh, you're, you're toast, lady. You just hey. bought yourself a one-way ticket. <laughs> Aside from the, the passenger corpse the scene that i found to be the most funny was what's his name tony the kid wakes up randomly just like covered in blood but it's not <laughs> his own blood so they bring yeah, a doctor yeah, yeah. in and they check him out they're like well, essentially they're like well it's not his blood so fuck it i let's get on no right. one He's ever good. no one ever questions where the fuck this like whole bed full of blood came from they're just like well it, he's fine so which i guess is a very 80s way to look at things but he'll sleep on the top bunk tonight no big deal yeah, yeah. well the doctor even says that he's like oh is that your blood and kid's like no nah, it's not and then uh <laughs> and then do you know what's really funny is that i'm english and obviously annoying as fuck so I, I just if it were up to me, I would cast you right now in the remake of Extra to play Tony for that right there. <laughs> the kid. Yeah. What's so annoying is that when you are English, when you watch films with English people in it, you fucking hate it because they're so annoying because, we're, you know, like not all of them are like that. <laughs> like I grew up in the 90s. Like I, you know, I was chucking myself into telephone boxes and doing stunts like jackass. I was, you know, riding a skateboard. <laughs> I was Michelangelo. You know what I mean? Like my upbringing was very Americanized. I've spoken about this a lot. And, and as a kid, I grew up very American. But yet still to this day, you know, anytime there's a kid or anything like that and in, you know, in a movie, you know, it's like, oh, I. How you doing? It's me. I'm English, and a little bit like like an English version of like Morty from Rick and Morty. They're always like that. Oh, I don't, I don't know, you know. And you're like, we're not all fucking dickheads like that. We don't all speak like that. So it is quite frustrating. And this kid in this was literally like that. He's like, I don't, it's not my blood and all that. And I'm like, he's talking like a fifty year old smoke dart player. You know what I mean? And <laughs> It's so, uh, but yeah, it's annoying. I hate it. They need to just get some, like, you know, uh, one that what my, my dream is to play a cool Englishman in a movie. That's my dream. Then, then I can, you know, we can have a proper representation. <laughs> you gotta make that happen somehow. Someday, yeah, you know, it's like ghosts, isn't it? Like, ghosts aren't real because every what? time it's always a guy in a top hat, yeah, what? And it's always a guy in a top hat and a woman in white called Mary, right? Why is it never not some dude in on a skate? Right, it's never a, some dude that on a skateboard that died because he tripped over a curb and smashed his head in, and he's like, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? It's never, and his name's Dwayne or Stu. It's never, it's never like that, is it? It's always a Victorian thing, and you're like, "This is why ghosts aren't real." That's science. BP, we might get you on the show every week at this rate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I apologize. No, this don't. This is great. So, this is fantastic. So I don't want to skip over you. Did you have a, before we get into wrapping on this movie, do you have a, a scene that was memorable or worth sticking out for you? No. Um, it was, it, it was, I was, try, was really trying to think. I was really trying to think. And I suppose, well, it's not even memorable. I just, I found myself getting angry. 
watching this <laughs> as I am now, but this is what happens when you've got a short temper. I I can it relate. Was just everything that kept on, yeah, it, everything that happened, it just angered me. And then I was like, okay, because obviously we saw the naked French lady. And then I started getting angry again because then they kept going back into things that make no fucking sense. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were angry because they didn't go back to the naked French lady. It didn't, yeah, they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have enough any complaints. They didn't have enough of the naked French lady. That's fair. So, but but yeah, I I suppose I think the the scene that stood out to me actually the most was one of the scenes that, but not in a good way, was where the guy is finally like he's actually having you know relations, sex with the, his wife or his ex-wife or whatever she is, and he's starting to get you know transform into this this monster and uh, this alien that he's, he was and he's and he's turning back or whatever from what i make can make out and it looks like somebody's literally crayoned the makeup on him and it looks like they've just literally let like the kid that plays the annoying little english kid it feels like they let him like just put it on him and they were like look we've made the rest of this shit film let's just let's just go with it let him do the special effects and he finished off the rest of the film for him <laughs> and that that's pretty much it so the standout for me is all the shit bits <laughs> which is all of it i don't have anything to add <laughs> so sean do you got anything you want to add before we start wrapping on this one no no nope. <laughs> <You> sure <laughs> not a thing all right i'll kick us off this week i don't i don't know when the last time was i started on it so we're gonna just kind of break down the our thoughts on this this movie for me it's i as far as like putting on the hot dog scale i'd give it honestly a solid like five rancid full-grown vaginal births out of 10 hot dogs <laughs> there's really no good reason to watch this movie other than just the spectacle of this movie like story-wise it's questionable we might or might not have kind of figured out some of that i'm i'm honestly still not 100 percent sure i know what happened in this movie there's things that you can find comical <laughs> in it really just from a standpoint of what the fuck was that it's not great but it is bizarre and sometimes just theater bizarre is enough to kind of give you a reason to go in and watch something so if you can find a way to go into it and just kind of take it in maybe you should do some, some drugs beforehand maybe you shouldn't i think i was glad i didn't I think it, see i think it would have taken me to a bad spot but maybe maybe in 20 years when i watch this movie again i'll i'll remember that and take drugs beforehand so are we allowed to say do drugs. Because, You're allowed to say do drugs. We we're like, not sponsored. Do, do so. a copious amount of cocaine and watch this movie. Oh, if God. you want it to be <laughs> the greatest film that you've ever seen in your life. I wish I had. See, if I was going to take all that, I if think you put acid, that in a formula, the left side would be all that, and the right side would be like bad trip. So I'm yeah, going to have see, like messages on Twitter from the right side going, "You're a fucking dick." Oh, I, this is just a formula. This isn't any, oh, okay. Okay. No we've, spectrum. We've here, advocated. Just, uh, We've advocated for using drugs and, and watching movies several times on the show. I think you'll be okay. We take no responsibility. Drone fucking right. fool. Exactly. I think if I was going to take drugs before watching this movie, I think acid would be the way to go. Because if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to do it, you might as well go the full nine. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't even know for sure. This is probably on Tubi. I don't know off the top of my head. It's worth watching if you just want something weird to watch. Something that's going to make you say, what the fuck did I just watch? And there's certainly a market for that, and rightfully so. But I don't, I, I mentioned maybe on this recording, maybe not, that it's probably been 20 years since I've watched this. It's probably going to be that long before I watch it again. <laughs> I just watched, or I just looked up justwatch.com. I don't see extra on any streaming, nothing. We got extra three, mm. but no extra no. or extra two. I'm good on that. So, BP, you want to give us a rating on this? I mean... <laughs> 
do it giving it like a one or a two is too low isn't it it's not fair um well it depends so on the scale if it's I, out of two would, that's fine yeah i mean i suppose i mean i never say to people don't watch the movie especially don't listen to me so i never say to people don't not watch a movie because like there might be people that think extra is the greatest film that's ever been made they'd be wrong but they might think it <laughs> so don't not watch this movie and i suppose it is intriguing because like i mean we me and john said that not at any point did i want to turn this off no no matter how angry i was i didn't want to turn it off because i sort of wanted to see how this shit show was going to end so for that i have to give it three annoying little english bitches out of (laughs) ten you know and the poor representation once again of you know the english (laughs) i love it all right, Sean, take us home on review on rating this one. All right, well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the outlier. Extro, I think we've said it enough times. It's a weird. It's just a weird movie. It's kind of incomprehensible at times. It's it's a weird kind of mix of sci-fi horror. Like I said a couple times, it's an hour and twenty two minutes. It feels like at least two forty four. Maybe I don't know four four oh six. Is that how the math works out? It it starts out fairly normal. I love that in the first seven minutes the dad leaves, the dad comes back, and I think that the birth might even happen in the first seven minutes, and then the rest of the movie is just who knows. It goes off the rails pretty quick. When I read that and you kind of alluded to it, John, when the director Harry Brownlee Davenport, why he has three names, unless he's a serial killer, I don't know. But he explained that the random events that happened oh, in the movie name. were because him and his co writers were high on drugs while writing the script and they just throw in whatever came to their heads. That doesn't surprise me at all. I didn't need them to tell me that. (laughs) That that's yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I I wouldn't be surprised also because this came out before, like some of the things that happen, I feel like Cronenberg may have gotten inspiration from it for the fly because some of the transformation stuff and just how some of that, that stuff works. If you don't mind batshit, crazy sci-fi horror movies or nasty kind of b-grade schlocky shit you you might actually really enjoy it but you have to keep in mind it's a really slow burn like extremely slow again 122 equals 366 or whatever i i have to give it props for having a kid that just randomly terrorizes people because that's (laughs) that's great i'd give it six and a half blue bubble suckers out of 11 hot dogs we're really not that far off on it. So. I really five, shit on it, didn't I? Fucking hell. Five out of ten, and uh, what would you say, three BP, three yeah, out of ten? Of, well, I guess six and a half out of eleven. I mean, that's like perfect. I mean, <laughs> it's a thing. So it's I, definitely I mean, look, a thing. they made a movie. They made a movie. That's more than what I fucking done. Oh, no, it's not. But, I mean, still, they did one. <laughs> they made this movie. They made this movie. Everybody should see it, I think. So good. All right. So question of the week. So this week's question of the week was a pretty simple one. It is what is your favorite favorite alien portrayed in a film? We went to Twitter only for or X or wherever the fuck it is now for this one because frankly I didn't feel like putting it on four places. So that's where it was this week. The first answer we got was from our friend Mr. Zach Clark, who is on the Daily J podcast or WWJ locally here. I don't remember if these aliens have names, but he had the aliens to say Ak 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 from Mars Attacks in there. Do they have an actual name or are they just <laughs> Martians. aliens? Are they Martians? Martians, man. All right, that works. So our friend Boomer over at Podcast in the Woods, if you haven't checked out our episode with him talking about Intruder, that is live now. It should be about two weeks back when this comes up but definitely worth checking out. He 
had a, I liked his answer because it's kind of off the beaten path. He said Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know if that's an alien, but he's a space wizard, so we'll take it. I'll have to really think about that then. Our friend BP said, I was just about to answer this. I'm a dumbass. Well, you'll get a chance to answer it in a moment here. And I'll still continue to be a fucking dumbass. No, not at all. Our friends over at Dissect That Film, another great show. You can follow them at Dissect That Film. They said the Xenomorph from Alien, which there was a couple people that said that, not surprisingly. Um, there was also Jamie at Club Deck Loyal 86. They also said the Xenomorph. And then so did Jay Robert. Uh, I can't read this. Pete. <laughs> the real Pete <laughs> with like several E's. So he said the same thing. All said the Xenomorph. And then let's see. I've got two more I'll give and then I'll give up on this. At Funtime underscore Go, which is Monster Movie Funtime Go, mentioned the creature from the creature that wasn't nice. I haven't seen that movie, but I love the title of the film, so that might be worth checking out. That has Les- Leslie Nielsen, right? Yes. Wasn't that in the... Yeah, so you would love it. I'm not that big of a Leslie Nielsen fan, but I like the title. I am wearing a Creepshow shirt right now, so I guess I am. I'm building the headcanon or the back lore of this podcast that you love Leslie Nielsen, so that's fine. we got to get on board with that. Could be worse. And then last, I don't know, this gift that he added of these aliens looks pretty interesting. So I kind of want to check it out just for that. It's called Attack. The movie's called Attack the Block. And these aliens look like something from a video game. I'm not really sure what it is. Uh, the person who said yeah. this, by the way, was Doobie Shadow 420. Wonder what he likes. Nice. <laughs> so I haven't seen that movie, but it looks, uh, just judging by this little like two second gift that's swirling, seems interesting. We so. need to do an episode cool movie. on Attack the Block. It's a great, yeah, it's, it's a, a cool really movie. good movie. Okay. It's, well, um, it's John, Boyega's John Boyega in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a cool movie, but they do a really cool thing where the, the aliens themselves are like the darkest shade of, of black. Like you can't, it, they, they are completely, you know, irre, irre, I can't even say that word, but they have no color basically, but they, you can see their teeth. Yeah. It looks like it's a neon green or something from this picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a blue thing, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty original movie. I mean, it's very English. They're not quite so annoying English in it, <laughs> but they, uh, but yeah, it's a good film. Okay. So BP, now you get your chance. What is your favorite alien that's been in film? Well, this is, this is where it backfired, wasn't it? Because I read the question wrong because, <laughs> because I read it was what's your favorite alien movie? And oh, you I can was do that thinking... too. It's, we're not that strict, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But basically, I mean, if we go with that, then it's Alien, right? You know, the first one. The first Alien movie is a perfect movie, so I'm, it's always going to be that. But now I have to, I've been sitting here the whole time while you've been talking, thinking about what my favourite Alien in a movie is, and I can't, I can't think of one. Apart from the little alien inside that bloke's head in Men in Black, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what's your answer for this one? Well, I, I want to state for the record that the alternate question of the week was what's your favorite going out for a pack of cigarettes story? Because the dad just kind of, <laughs> he kind of ghosts this family for a little while. Yeah. And again, everybody just takes it for face value. Like, oh, he doesn't remember. Poor guy. I wish I could get away with that. It's never going to happen. We can't even go to the, go to grab a beer without it turning into an ordeal. So. Oh, man, I have to go to the bathroom so bad right now. I probably have to get permission to do it. But um, <laughs> I think my my answer would be the Xenomorph. I think that's honestly probably one of the coolest aliens in film history i mean they their their blood is acid like what what more could you want the coolest thing my favorite alien from a a movie is paul i like that he's a little stone seth rogan (laughs) that um whips people off listens (laughs) to marvin Gaye and dances i'm I'm simple i just hope that they end up being like that i hope so too that would be way more fun especially if they make people piss in pants their own pants and laugh at it just 
absolutely whacked out stoners. Yeah. I, I really like the reoccurring joke in that movie where they have the alien comic book or something like that. And the alien's got like four tits and everyone goes, <laughs> it's got four tits. So <laughs> I, I like that humanity is that easily amused. Like, it's like total recall over again. Pretty much. So, all right. Do we got anything we want to get add here? Are you ready to uh, wrap up? I mean, we could talk about killer clowns from outer space. Those were aliens. Mm, I prefer were. we don't. And I was yeah. going to say, that's like your least favorite subject. Funny enough, I'm going to see a circus. As soon as I finish this, I'm off to a circus. Really? So, a real life circus. A with real, real life, life clowns. Circus. A real life circus, real life clowns. Last time I went, I nearly punched one in the face because he got too close to me. So let's hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> Be down two hands, or or it could. That'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> I'll be full right. Avril Lavigne next time you see me. There we go. All right. Well, while we wrap this up, BP, let everyone know where they can find you, what you got going on, whatever you want to talk about. Floor is yours. Well, I mean, after this, no one's ever going to want to, are they? But if anybody does, and you want to hear, you know, a really annoying English person that's not watching the movie Extra, then yeah, I've got the podcast, Let's Talk Horror Channel podcast, where I just talk very honestly, very passionately about the horror genre, whether it's topics within it or whether it is just the movies themselves. I absolutely fucking love doing it. Then also got the YouTube as well, which John was nice enough to say that we just released the first ever interview with John Iceberg, the director of, almost forgot what it was called, but it's called Final Summer, which is a film that hopefully, fingers crossed, will hit streaming soon. But I'm just, yeah, always working on the channel. It's just, I just see it as a full platform of everything. You've got the socials, you've got the podcast, and you've got the YouTube channel. I'm just trying to have as much fun as I can with it while being riddled with absolute anxiety about everything that I do. Enjoy it. (laughs) Or don't, because no one fucking likes it. (laughs) I I disagree with that. Feel the pain. (laughs) All right. So you can find us. We are on Every social network, whatever they might be called, even when the social network's name changes randomly, we are always at Dewey Pod Monster. If you search us, it should come up. We are also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple's, what's the other one? Pocket Cast. Again, just look for us and you can always find our content at our site, which is crap.town. And then Sean, where can we find your your other fun shenanigans and whatever I forgot to plug in here that I always forget. Well, just interject. If you want your question of the week, answer of the week, answered, read by John famously, then uh, just watch us on social media, answer the question of the week. John's pretty dedicated. He read all this crap and he said he wasn't going to. So uh, let me apologize. Not all crap. Just your answer. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But you can also, if you're interested in doing some kind of watch cast, we want to watch movies with the audience. Let us know. Give us some feedback if that's something you're interested in. Let us know. No cost to you. Just something that we want to do to kind of build a community. Other than that, if you're interested in beer content, Michigan beer content specifically, you can find me at draft. Nope. YouTube.drafttherapy.com. <laughs> go out and talk about beer. Go to places, talk about beer. Talk to people about beer. Beer, beer, beer. Always beer. You can also find me on all the social media networks at Draft Therapy. Is that a Hellas Lager that you're drinking? Yes. Camden Hills. My favorite right up my alley i love a good house lager so yeah i nearly got banned from the brewery that was nice hey shit happens so i'm a dick sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right well that little beer side note or segue aside i think that's all we got for the week thanks for listening and have a great week cheers
Yeah, I thought for some reason, I think I was confusing this with, um, I think it's Milo, that movie where, like, the guy's got a giant turd that he's carrying around with him. I don't know why, but I think I crossed these two in my head. 